0: Christopher, my friend, Uh, do you have the time there? I do have the time indeed. It
1: is podcast o'clock.
0: Hello, and welcome to In the Pocket. My name's Johnny. And my name's Chris. Two totally average bass players, and we're here to talk all about that bass. As well as answering your questions at home, each week we like to take a look at the latest news, maybe break down some tones, all to give you the lowdown on the low end. Chris, my dear, how are you? How has your bass-related week been?
1: Ooh, it's been a busy bass-related week for me uh, since we did the last episode. I have done three gigs, Ooh. some practice. <laughs> I know and um thought about filming a reel uh, but didn't film it i thought about it and then didn't do it so it's kind of like partly there but yeah it's been a, it's been a good base related week how about you mr dibble well you you know what they say chris it's the thought that counts
0: so you basically did it and that follower count jumped up because of it
1: yeah basically it's done like you know in my mind and then i'm going to manifest it and create it accordingly from there, manifested your own pat on the back. you like, exactly. Well done, me Good job. Nice. Good, good job, Chris. That's, oh yeah, <laughs> you're the man. That's ha- that's how the you're work. the man. Um, Rumour has it, the man by the Killers was written about me. No, it wasn't.
0: That was uh, when we were young. True. I don't know if if that was weird. Which doesn't make sense. Which or, was ages ago. Yeah. Um, my band's related week has been good, frustrating. I feel frustrated right now. <laughs> Um, because oh there, I know that's, we're going to get through it on this podcast. Stay tuned. Um, I, there's a base I want. There's a base I really want. Um, it's a like seafoam green pea base made in Japan. Uh, it's, it's been on my mind all week. It's like, it's not like crazy expensive. Like I can get it, but i don't i don't know i I don't know if i want it enough but it's it's been on my mind for so long now that i'm like keep talking myself in and out of getting it
1: well i think you know me and listeners of this podcast know me well enough um by now don't you already have a p base Uh,
0: so yes i've got no, Chris, that's not no. Uh yes, I do. Stop stop applying logic to things, okay? Oh,
1: well, do you? Yes,
0: yes, yes. I do. I do have my Squire P bass, uh, which is excellent. And this is the problem. Okay. I don't need it. I absolutely yep. do not need it. I don't need any P okay. bases. But that's not gonna stop this guy. Um But that's not how this works. No, exactly. Um But yeah, I was just looking at it and I was like, mm, I was applying that. Logic as well, just being like, I don't really need it. Um, what would Chris say right now? Yeah. Um, and then I I had a look at it. You know, it's made in Japan. I was like, great, that's amazing. I really <coughs> like me in Japan vendors. Um but then the serial number starts with oh. J D. No way. Which is my initials.
1: And so I was like, No way. It's a sign. It's a take it, I take it all back. I take it all back. What are you still doing talking to me? Shut this podcast down immediately. Buy that base. <laughs> what a, goodbye, Johnny. Thanks See for listening, that. everyone. See, See you next week. Cheers, bye. Guys. I tempted okay, well, tempted to go and buy it live I, I mean, you could do. I'll think about it. <laughs> you think, think about, about it. it. Maybe in the news section. That's the news. My new base. That's the news. Woo-hoo. i bought a base. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, um... Yeah, okay. The, um... The serial number certainly does cloud the water a little bit. No, no. No, I reject this. Uh, the utilitarian I am. Mm. The man who, like, always goes, I don't need to buy another bass because I've got one jazz bass, one P bass, and a music man and a dingwall. I've got everything the bass player needs. Um... I'm sticking to that. I'm not going to compromise my brand, even though, you know what, that's being said, if I saw a jazz bass with CH in the initials, I think even I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to get it. <laughs> nice.
0: Um, well, before you convince me any further, should we move on to our first question? <laughs>
1: You'll never guess what's happening. It's time for question one. OMG. My favourite time. OMG. Question one. Oh, yes. Could have been a debate once again, but here it is as a question. So, best bass to use for a covers slash function band. Oh, ho, ho. And then um, this lovely listener who has submitted the question has gone on to say that they use a Stingray, but most people would say... It should be a J or a P bass. Not a bad point. I actually use my Stingray for most of my cover stuff, Ooh. actually. Specifically, I use... because so I've got a Ray 34. It's got a free band EQ. I run it with the mids all the way up. And then, depending on the song, if it's a modern song or anything like that, I leave the treble at, uh, at noon, so just on. And then when it's a vintage kind of thing, I roll the treble off. And that that's kind of all I do. And as time goes on, I'm starting to use less and less effects. But I, I, know, I know a jazz bass and a P bass are arguably like the number one spot and the number two spot for like the most used basses, you know, ever. But I really do think you can use anything and you can definitely use a Stingray. You can definitely use a Stingray for a wedding gig. It sounds... Really good. All rounds, Stingray, mids all the way up. Don't knock it until you try it.
0: So mids all the way up on your Stingray, are you basically turning it into a P-Bass?
1: Not too far (laughs) off, I guess. It's got a lot of (laughs) mid-range. So, however, I geeked with my P-Bass on Saturday and it didn't work at all. Did it not? And the reason why it didn't work at all is because my P-Bass has flats on it. And it was not a flat gig. I only really realized that when I got there and started playing, I was like, it just doesn't sound like umphy enough. I should have brought the jazz bass, which has round wound strings on it. That would have worked just fine, but I didn't Got through the gig. Wasn't a problem. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, in that particular scenario, the P bass did not serve me as well as a J bass would have.
0: Yeah. I, I I think that's worth noting as well. Like it it also can depend on like what other people are using, how it's being mixed, what the room is like, you know, it's, it's all really, if you just think of yourself as like a frequency spectrum and where am I going to fit within this, in the room, in the band, you know, a stingray, It's going to sound amazing for some things and then other things, maybe not so much. And and all the songs that you're using, you know, Gonna be you the original's gonna be using all different ones anyway, so you're not really gonna get the same sound for each. You know, one. It
1: also depends a lot on the particular wedding band. Like, I know this person said covers slash function band, but what what is it? Mm. You know, like I've I play with a few function bands and covers bands that are a lot more vintage sounding, where to be honest, my P bass with the rounds and then using a the preset that was kind of just like a DI kind of sound would work really, really well. That would sound super good. And then I also play with wedding bands where I need to use like my SVT style preset where it's a bit brighter. I've got the option to turn drive on and off, you know, these kind of things. So we'll pretend it's kind of a straight down the middle thing. You know, you're playing the super obvious wedding band tunes, like, you know... um, You might be doing Dakota by Stereophonics. Uh, You're probably doing I Want You Back by Jackson 5, maybe Sign Sealed Delivered. You're definitely playing Superstition, 100%. Maybe Play That Funky Music... What else is kind of like the super middle-of-the-road wedding band songs? Valerie by... um, Well, it's the Amy Winehouse version. Everyone tends to play at a wedding. The worst version, obviously. Uh, What else? What else is a super obvious one?
0: Mr. Brightside. Come on.
1: Oh, yeah. Mr. Brightside, Sweet Caroline, Maybe Angels by Robbie Williams. Might even do Part Life by Blur. That's a good one. That's an underrated wedding tune I'd like to add. So, yeah, all those... All those kind of songs, I really do think you could use either, and it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny? While I pull up a set list,
0: I think you shouldn't listen to most people in life, generally. <laughs> uh, you know, most very people, true. Most people, very true, especially bass players on the internet. Yeah, the worst. Oh, this week has been filled with some of the worst. I've seen some comments from some people been so obnoxious and awful. No, um, oh, no. Yeah. Um, I, I, we might talk about that a little bit later. To be fair, but like. there's no rules that's what we need to remember there's and also it's not like a stingray is so wild like like it's some uh, i don't know alembic with some crazy complicated eq system that's gonna like confuse someone doing the sound or, or is gonna be something too unique that isn't gonna fit it's just what fits in the moment i think and like if you find that most comfortable, the Stingray, like you're going to play better as well. You shouldn't be forced into a corner to use something else unless you're trying to get a very specific sound, you know? Um, So I think a Stingray can be quite versatile in a way uh, because it just sounds good with everything. And you don't have to think otherwise based on what other people think. I don't think. So, yeah,
1: I agree with this very much. And I was also just, I was just quickly uh, running through a set list from my last two covers gigs. And I've got to be honest, you you really, really, really could use a J bass or a P bass for any of them, Mm. for either. And I really, really don't see it would be a problem. I have a slight leaning towards a jazz bass because I think I I like the sound of a jazz bass a little bit more. And you tend you tend to kind of want to sit in the background a little bit more when it's a covers gig. And I think, personally, a jazz bass does that a little bit better. Like, it's a little more scooped. You're automatically kind of, like, out of the way of the guitar because yep. of the scoop nature. And a P bass tends to want to, like, push through the mix, which is fantastic, obviously. But for wedding scenes, you kind of get into that annoying situation where if the EQ's not right, they're not going to fix it. They're just going to turn you down. Yeah. So I would lean towards jazz and you might even find yourself backing off a little bit of treble just to get that bright sound out of the way. That's kind of where I lean towards things.
0: I do often think that a jazz bass is kind of somewhere in the middle of a Stingray and a P bass. Yeah. In terms of sound, it's got that a uh, single coil sound or a neck pickup, and then it's got that slightly more scooped nature that comes in from uh, combining in that bridge pickup as well. And it's it was, it was almost like that was Leo Fender's destination, wasn't it? Start with a P bass, then a jazz bass, and it was getting more and more scooped and more trebly as it went on. Um, so, yeah, uh, I hope you can get some kind of wisdom from that advice we've given you there. Basically, just not listen to other people. Do what you want, in It sounds good. Absolutely. What do you think? Let's, um, shall we move on?
1: Do your thing.
0: Shall we play that funky music, white boy, and move on? Yes, we shall. Uh, Do you know what this sound means? I think I do. It means it's time for the news, everybody. Here we are. Um, First bit of news we have this week. Last week was so chocker full of news. You've only got two bits this week, but that's fine. Two's better than none, eh? Uh, we'll start off with a quite exciting one, I think. Uh, for some people out there. Sun people out there. do you mm. see, what I, see what I did there? Nice. Um, sun amps are coming back, baby. wow we. So I've got an article here from Music Radar saying that they've revealed their first post-resurrection uh, product page, um, which is quite exciting. So for those that don't know, Sun amps, yeah, they're really vintage kind of sounding amps because they're from the sixties and seventies or or the late sixties is mainly their kind of base amp era when that started. Um, But they've been reanimated under the partnership of Fender and Mission Engineering. So they've come together to uh, resurrect Sun uh, to give us some, some new versions of their amps. Uh, I believe from looking at them, it looks like they're very similar to their, old school uh amps that they did
1: um have you had any uh, experience with sun amps before absolutely none mm-hmm. however i do really like the vintage stylings and also aren't they quite like um a bit of like a doom like kind of like shoegaze bass amp kind of thing because the these are 65 yes, yeah, 65 watts with kt8 tubes in them yeah aren't they meant to be like lean mean fuzz machines you know yeah. that kind of thing 100 yeah. percent.
0: the the only time i've seen them recently is i think taylor york and um and joey so the uh, guitarist and now uh live bass player for paramore use sun amps um and Got so, it. so i was like oh yeah like that's so cool. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm quite pleased to see them coming back into full production, which is quite cool. We've got a 2x12. 2x12? Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Oosh. Oh, sorry, yes. And a 2 by 15 coming. So double Um, But they're guitar and bass speakers, which is interesting. Um, and then we've got a couple of their heads coming back as well. One of them is a 400 watt amp. Uh, the beta bass one is just a preamp, but the casing looks exactly the same. I guess it's just a little bit cheaper. Um, they're doing some guitar amps. but um, And then we have got uh, the classic kind of uh, bass head, the 200S, which is their 65 watt one, like you said. So yeah, they're super, super simple in terms of setup, like how they look. I'm pretty sure... look a bit closer it's got two inputs uh, and then it's just volume treble and bass and then a couple of switches which i can't quite see what they do uh but yeah i'm all i'm all for this uh i'd love to hear them i'm i'll be honest i'm not in any rush to go out and use them i don't think they're quite my thing for what i for what i want i don't think that might not be great but for that kind of more vintage sound yeah absolutely you know that's cool there's a, actually a sun amp in the HX stomp which is which is great it's cool it's not it's mm. it's, it's useful for like' I don't know like five percent of the things I might do in in the HX stomp I don't use it that much uh but hey I'm happy for them looks cool um prices I'm not too sure on I think it does say somewhere later on in this article spoiler it's a lot they're going to be they're going to be expensive i think the 100s amp is like over $3000 uh so quite a lot of dough that you'd be putting into one of these um the oh the beta base head is actually uh cheaper though that one's at $800 and then uh wow only $100 less for just the preamp version so which kind of surprises me but yeah potentially a lot the cabs are expensive as well but no doubt they're they're going to be very high quality made out in america so yeah that's our first bit of news moving swiftly on unless you've got anything else to add about those amps chris we will move on
1: i have very 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 little experience with sun as a company uh i've never tried the sun amp in the hx stomp there isn't one in the qc so i don't really know what what it is or what it does but um sounds like it's quite a niche sound if you've only used it for um like five percent of those kind of things you're doing am i right there or
0: yeah it's it's one i haven't really explored all that much because i know i know what it is okay. but it's not like it's not crazy like my kind of thing you know it might be now yeah, i might revisit it to be fair to have a look but hmm, maybe i'll do a little reel about that hmm, who knows who knows uh moving on to second news which is a new new another new product coming out uh this time from high end to to i don't like saying low end let's say more affordable um harley benson i've got a new pedal out or came out i think it might have been a few weeks ago now but this one passed me by it's the base camp um new pedal just for bass players uh and we've got something really weird i think here it is a chorus mixed with filter or fuzz. So I can't think of any, anywhere else I've seen something like this. It's basically a pedal with two foot switches on it. One controls the chorus, one controls the in quotes, filter, uh, and you can switch that over to be clean or a fuzz as well. Uh, you've just got a couple of knobs on there, rate, intensity, uh, and then a couple of like tone definition, uh, smaller knobs on there to Control of both the chorus and the filter, um, and then a switch in the middle that looks like it changes the order in which these are arranged. So, whether it's A into B, so the um, filter into the chorus, or the other way around, um, or switching between the two. So, I really want to see a demo of this. They've not released anything, any sound clips of it yet, because I want to hear what it's like and what that fuzz is like and uh, what that switch actually does does you know in terms of changing the order of those and and what if that affects the foot switches in any way um interesting new product it's interesting to see harley benton doing something different something that isn't just like a copy of another product for instance like unless i'm missing something here i don't think this is based on anything i mean what were your thoughts thoughts on this
1: I d I don't think it's a uh I don't think it's a copy of anything to the best of my knowledge either. But I think it's definitely like a response to kind of like there's a bit of a fad at the moment with basses and stuff of like, you know, we're making things a little bit more synthy at times. And two of the main sounds, apart from like a pitched bass effect, like an octave, mm. is gonna be your modulation of some description and then a a fuzz, you know, something to like grit up the signal. So I think having the option, this in one pedal is quite cool. And then also this sort of A, B, A, or B, B, A thing could be quite interesting because fuzz into chorus is very different than chorus into fuzz. Yeah. And then however the clean works, blended in with like that, I'm not sure, um, or the different use of filters in different orders. I think it could be very interesting. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear it first before I go, this is really cool. Because it could be, it could also be a bit naff. <laughs> yeah, it could be.
0: Um, yeah, the the clean and fuzz switch on there. Um, what they say on their website is that if you have it in clean mode, you can essentially use it as a bit of like a bass boost. Um, so if the chorus is sucking out a little bit, if you've got that on, then it re- helps retain yeah. some low end. I assume that's the the idea there. But I actually really like um, chorus combined with a kind of drive, like overdrive or. or even with fuzz I think it's a really cool effect to have with with other drive circuits I think it really works so I was quite pleasantly surprised to see them doing this I was like oh yeah that that could be really cool and could uh, create some very cool sounds indeed but yeah it's I believe it's priced at about 69 quid as well so oh no sorry 86 quid 86 quid I mean that's that's still pretty cheap It's still pretty cheap yeah for essentially two pedals in one Um, but yeah watch this space I'm sure there'll be demos of it coming up in the future uh, which we'll be able to share and talk about etc etc but yes that Chris did they rustle the papers after I don't know that was the news and that's the news that was the news let's move on
1: Okay, moving swiftly on to question numero two no. This is quite well-timed, actually, because at the time of recording this, the day before, I did a bit of an Instagram post discussing this topic. So mm-hmm. what an interesting coincidence that we are discussing this on the podcast. Wow. Mm. uh Question two. How do you make your live performances interesting as a bass player? Hmm. Uh, I want to start this off by prefacing that this
0: was a legit question. I haven't made it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, if is you real. say so. <laughs> no, it is, Chris, I swear. Um, it is. Somebody asked this, and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's funny timing. Um, yeah. As bass players, you know, I don't want to say we've got the easy job, and damn bass is easy, but I feel like we, can, we do sometimes might have we have the room and ability to maybe up the stage presence for the rest of the band to carry it a little bit. I think guitarists might be do- doing even in like a solo or something like that, where we're taking a bit of a back seat. you know, I think we can compensate so that w- we are active on stage and, and moving around a bit more. Um, that's how I kind of see my role in the lot band sometimes. Uh, and that's why I want to make my performance part of the experience, not just here I am hitting the notes, playing it. Okay. Enjoy audience. It's, it's about more than that. And it that depends on the type of gig you're doing as well. But for the type of, in the tribute scene, what I'm doing, doing Foo Fighters and Nirvana, people want to move. And often it'll be in some bar where people come to see these songs that they love um, from a band that they love and yeah, jump around a little bit and have a bit of fun. So that's what I'm there to kind of facilitate. I've always been quite a, a lively person on stage and I just, I get carried away. Honestly, I absolutely love it. I love it. Um, what, uh, how do you, what do you do, Chris? And, you know, put it in the context of your post as well. What were you talking about there?
1: Ooh, uh, well, the context of the post was kind of the, I think again we can get a bit of a bad rap for kind of like hiding in the background. Maybe the bass player was just like kind of like the least good guitarist and then they became the bass player. You know all those all those kind of things. So I was trying to think of an or have an open discussion of kind of like do we need to be doing that? You know, we should really be performing a little bit more here people. Come on. Um I think it's interesting from your your line of work, especially with the tribute stuff, like the Nirvana and the Foo Fighters stuff, you absolutely need to be performing with no hesitation whatsoever. Like, especially because you're, you're essentially emulating bass players that have historically been very performance orientated anyway. It's not like you're pretending to be a bass player who's famous for standing still (laughs) and then you're legging it up and down the stage. Like it's Nirvana. It's like, it's pretty energetic. Um, I have to wear a couple of different hats with this topic. So, for example, when I've in Dala, like my band, that needs to be really energetic because it's heavy music at the end of the day, uh, and I like playing it. And but then at the same time, it's quite hard. Like the songs are really hard to play, so I need to learn how to perform with the same intensity, but also nail the performance. And I definitely, I definitely, I'm nearly there. I'm almost there. Um, and then with other acts when it's been performance related, I again have also got to be equally like you know part of my job that is to perform. But then I've played for solo artists in kind of like a, a cabaret scene in like a function/ slash corporate environment at like nice hotels where they they don't say it, but it is kind of a sit down shut up. Play the song. Don't you dare. Don't even tap that foot. What are you playing at? I'm, you know, that I'm kind imagining of
0: thing. you just like, it's, it's it's this very like corporate business thing. And where's Chris? He's running hell for leather down, down the corridor, <laughs> shouting in people's faces.
1: I wish. Unfortunately, uh, no, not in those scenarios, but that that's a difficult scene to play in. Now, I see a lot of people on Instagram who play in that scene mm. as their full-time job um and you know for you know how do i rephrase this um i remember speaking to a musical director for a company i was working for who was doing these kind of shows you know these kind of like nice middle age middle class country hotels where they have like nice entertainment on they'll have like a singer and you're just doing big show tunes but they want they want a band they paid for a band to play alongside And it's a lot of sight reading. And I remember this musical director telling me, Oh, we're we're looking next year to work out logistically how we can have the band perform off stage. You know, like not even on the stage, you know, like in the wings. And I was like, Oh. But then again, I've also played musical theatre where you aren't on stage. And that's fine, because that's kind of... That's
0: got a whole other element of performance to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, no, there is... The other element of performance with the cabaret stuff is you're not there to look at the band, you're there to look at the singer. But then if you're going that far, not to shoot myself in my own foot for my own work here, but why don't you just put it on a backing track? Because you clearly don't want a band.
0: And also, like, I just don't think that helps, like, the experience, like, to see it all live. I think that that adds to it, rather than just... Yeah. I mean,
1: that's a different topic, I suppose, but... Yeah, true, but... Like, These Those performances are not there for people like you and me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I have to wear a few different hats with this. So with weddings and things like that, depending on the act you're playing for, you might need to be a little bit more reserved. And I am a little bit more reserved in those things, but I'm performing in like a different way. So instead of like kind of taking up space and moving around the stage and you know, lifting the bass up and all these kind of things, you know, very big visual wide moves. It's more like I am performing, but my feet stay planted onto the floor. Mm. So I might be like moving my head around to the sides. I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm singing along. I'm turning to look at the drummer. I'm looking forward. I'm I'm visibly having a good time, but the area of space I'm taking up never changes. Mm. So I tend to do that a lot with those kind of acts because it's like you... They might not necessarily want someone to run around the stage, but they don't want a robot. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approached it. But yeah, I would say, I would say you've got to read the room quite literally and figure out what level of performance is this going yeah. to be, what kind of and how can it? I slide into this ensemble to kind of make it all fit nicely and not be that kind of like, oh, the bass player was like a total arsehole. like just running around acting like everyone was there to see him, which is absolutely not what you want at all. Well, I think it's very much choose your moments for that kind of thing. Like,
0: for instance, the gig, the most recent gig we played was headlining a festival in Wincanton called Rock and Ribs. And that had an ego ramp, what we called it. So like down the middle, like past the stage, going out into the crowd, you know? And the temptation... (laughs) <laughs> did you not do it? Oh, I did it. I did it. What? Oh, but God. I did it once. I did it. For, okay. uh, I did it for my hero Foo Fighters. So yeah, the only bass intro or it's drums then bass in the whole thing. But and it felt good. It felt damn good.
1: Um, I think that's a very good point. But like that is a, you. Oh, like is there any Nirvana songs that start with bass? Y- well, yes, in our well, yes, in our set there's yeah quite a lot. Okay, because that's your moment. You know, it's kind of. Well, audio wise, the bass is the forefront here, so you may as well add a visual element to it and kind of like get near the front or get on the kind of ego platform and stuff like that. That's different. Yeah. that's totally acceptable in my eyes. If you'd spent thirty minutes out the front, what it I'm might doing? be a bit a, a bit like that. Ah, come on now, yeah, I like the piss here. what
0: so one thing that my biggest tip here, if you want to be interesting live. Is remove the thing that's holding you back physically, um, and what I'm saying is a cable. Like I cannot, I don't don't want to play any of those shows without a wireless because it allows me the freedom to do whatever I want on that stage. If I if I had a cable, it would have been awful because I would have been stuck. I wouldn't be able to, oh, like spinning around, the cable gets all wrapped up. I've had it before where the, where it's died, and I've been like, oh great, you have to use a cable. And then it's just, you just had the worst time because I'm there wanting to jump. Oh, i stepped on the cable, you know, all this. Or, like, it's just getting tangled everywhere.
1: I had that late last year. I did, like, a big series of runs with this, like... Well, it was actually the same company that did these hotels I was telling you about uh, just before. And we got to this venue, and we had this huge stage that had been built in this huge corporate hall. And it was a really big stage. Like... I've done some big ones, and this was a big one. I was like, oh, sick. I've got my wireless. It's all good. The night before, we were on wedges. I can take it or leave it. That's fine. No, 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 no. They'd clearly seen our... We were a bit more lively the night before as well, I'd like to add. And I would like to say the singer of that act was being very lively too, and was actually very happy that all the band was more lively. I'm, I'm not going to gender them to give it away, but they were very happy. Uh, and I think, I think some words were had to someone else.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
1: After the gig, because when me and the guitarist arrived at the gig, we had been given these wired... In-ear belt packs. What? And I don't know if you've seen these. They're made by Behringer. They are really good. If you're... Like, I've used them before with other wedding bands. Like, I played with a different wedding band a couple of weeks ago who are absolutely amazing. Like, really great band. And uh, they handed me one of these power... It's a little power amp that sits on your belt pack. Your in-ears plug into it, and then it runs an XLR cable over to get you a monitor mix. Tiny stage in the corner of a tiny bar in Liverpool. I'm not going to be moving at any point. It's all good. I don't mind. But this Johnny was like, it was like avalanche stage download big. It was a really big stage. And I was like, I know all the material. I can run around. I can really put on a show. And they, they handcuffed me to the spot. No And I think they did it on purpose. That's so annoying. I know. But to swing back to your point, I would, Strongly recommend if you're in an act where like you want to perform, you can get very cheap wirelesses these days. It doesn't have to be an expensive one. I've got them on the mid range ones. I've actually got two. I've got I've got two of the same wireless. I have got the Shaw oh. GLX. You know the one that's a tuner. Yeah, and that's, uh, I
0: see. I can, consider that quite a high range one because that's the one I want. I think that's my favorite one. Oh, I've ever I mean, seen.
1: you can go up and up and up price uh, wise, yeah, but I mean, yeah that's like for like a- i would strong get that one if you think just i know it's about 500 quid but I, it's really good it's never ever let me down yeah ever and i've gigged the crap out of it it's built like a tank i nearly bought it on tour it really is it really, it's really is so i was in i was in in
0: anderton's holding it like
1: bloody hell this thing is awesome i reckon you could really hurt someone with it. Yeah, it's it's got some, it's got a bit of girth in the hand. I nearly went a bit, I nearly went a bit Matt Barry. Then it's got a bit of girth in the hand. In the hand. Um,
0: I want to go retrace our steps a little bit there. Yes, um, because you said something really interesting, um, and that was the word Liverpool. Can you say the word Liverpool again?
1: Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> you said it earlier. You were like Liverpool? And I was like. Did I? I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh. okay. Um, Interesting. <laughs> um, talking about, before we move on from wirelesses, uh, we did have a question about like, what are your tips for using a wireless? And we've kind of touched on it a little bit there. So let's slide this seamlessly into that as well. Um, I would say absolutely have a cable backup ready. And Think about how you place your wireless in your chain. Obviously, obviously, it's going to go at the front of the chain. Um, but how accessible is it? How quickly can you unplug that thing or, or get the cable in to be ready to go in case it fails? Um, I've had it a couple of times at gigs before where it's crapped out or the battery's gone. You know, oh, the worst feeling. I'm like, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> the batteries run out um, and you know, and you don't want to be fumbling about trying to get something or sort something out. You want to be there, bam, 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 done, ready, go. That's what I really like about my Boss wireless at the minute. It's quite a small unit for the pedal board or whatever you're using. And you can plug a cable into it so that then, and that bypasses the signal to just go straight into the cable. So you can practice with it without having to unplug anything. And you can just go, bam, plug it in, go, plug it into your
1: base, you're done. Very, very good point. I do the same thing. Uh, the sure one that I've got doesn't do that. However, the uh, the Quad Cortex has two inputs, mm. so which you can change with the touch screen, just in the input menu. So what what input two is the wireless, input one is the cable. I I leave a cable plugged in, and then I use the wireless. So if something got wrong went wrong, all I would need to do is lean down, click the input menu click to input two, from input two, over to input one, unplug my wireless and then plug a jack cable into my base and then I'm done. That could take, in fact, I've done it, it's happened once um, and it wasn't the wireless's fault. It was just the venue, something else was in that venue, which yeah. just meant I was cutting out constantly. And I reckon I fixed that in like five seconds, maybe maybe 10. Yeah. So and yeah, have a backup plan, 100%. That five to 10 seconds will feel like five to 10 minutes. Because you'll be like,
0: oh god, it sounds so bad, or like people notice, and yeah, you don't want that to happen. Um, but yeah, lovely little uh, side. I was not say side quest <laughs> about um, wireless. Is there is there anything else we want to say about how to make live performances more interesting?
1: Um, just move about. Just just have fun time. Just have a just have a good time. And if you're not having a good time, make it look like you're having a good time. 100%. I was just going to say that. Even just smiling,
0: you know, like vibing. If you're having a good time, people can see you're having a good time. You can feed off of it. I do, in my job, I often have to interview people over video. I mean, like I'm stood behind the camera, they're being on camera. And when they're talking, I'm ear to ear grinning, not in a creepy way, but like, I'm like, really re- reacting to their answers because they start reflecting it. I'm not joking. They, they'll start like like doing it as well and they have a more, it, they bounce off you and that will happen with an audience as well. I've had it before when people come up to me and be like, oh my God, it was, a, it was electric. Performance was electric, they said. Or like, oh, like, i had the word mesmerizing mesmerizing one
1: time that's not bad know, i'll like, take
0: that i liked that one um so yeah just doing something to 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 make it memorable as well you know and picking your moments when if you're going to do big
1: things like that um yeah
0: i think that's that's everything from me shall we move on to the next segment
1: i think we should mm-hmm. Good lord, we're on to the final bit already. My goodness. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. It's time for the big bass debate. It's a good one, because I think we're going to have a moan now, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So, the big bass debate for this week. What are your base icks? Have you been watching Love Island? Is this why you've brought the ick topic up?
0: <laughs> um
1: yes and no 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 uh just tiktok <laughs> uh, i was gonna i was gonna say i mean i have watched love island in the past i watched one season and then vowed i will never do it again yeah i actually watched many seasons
0: in the past but now i just can't be bothered um my favorite before we get into this my favorite thing with love island and music i watched lower than atlantis at 2000 trees years ago and they were their intro was coming on and the singer mike comes on stage and goes all right, who here is watching Love Island at the minute? And loads of people went woo, and he just went fuck off. <laughs> I Brilliant, the whole crowd off.
1: Brilliant, uh, so yeah, love it. I thought that was fantastic. I think my favourite like Love Island bit ever is when uh, this guy had to pick between two girls, and like one the the one he picked was going to be his partner, and then they'll go forward into the show, and then the other one will. Will go home. Um, I would argue, going home is you winning Love Island, because <laughs> uh, me having to spend eight weeks sat with people who sound like utter bellends with no shirt on sounds like uh, the the worst like day of my life by a long way. Um, so basically, this guy had to pick between these two girls. What music do you think they were put? They had on. What music do you think was underneath this section? um to create tension sex bomb no it's better than that it was time by hans zimmer which is the end of the film inception oh <laughs> this like massive french horn cellos like big dramatic thing and i was just i was sat visibly tears running down my eyes with laughter <laughs> For like, I can't believe they've picked this. Good good pair, by the way. Good pair for Hans Zimmer, in my opinion. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, not that he needs the cash, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> I just imagine it with, like, zooming in shots of them, like, <gasps>
1: like, yeah. really oh, no. intense. Oh, my God. Am I going to be- this particular se- this particular section of Love Island was directed by Christopher Nolan <laughs> everything's on fire and this- Killian like Murphy's running around talking about the ethical complications of killing millions of people
0: <laughs> well, are we sponsored by love Island now by the way we are now love Island yeah we're going get by-
1: we're going to get Ian Sterling on to do the next uh, tonight not he- the next uh-
0: yeah, but he owns he Sterling the company. Like Sterling by Music Man, that's him. In, yeah, Ian yeah, yeah. no,
1: no, 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 mate. That's Raheem Sterling. So sorry. The uh, former Manchester Manchester City, maybe. Ooh. You've lost me there. <laughs> yeah, you. Lo- yeah, I, I lost myself going into it. But oh well. Anyway, bass X. Now, is this restricted to just the physical instrument, no. or no. the, the base, the breed known as the bass? player 100 like go wild
0: i think because there are definitely things that bass players do that give me the ick that i'm like oh
1: no i think you should start first because i've just mourned about love island so i feel like (laughs) the the cadence of the podcast dictates you should continue this
0: may the balance continue my for me number one is actually closely related to what we were talking about earlier actually is is bass players that will sit there and or stand there at the back and do absolutely nothing. A, absolutely do nothing looking bored and B, spending the whole set looking at the drummer. Now, I know, I know we're closely related and that they're our pals and we need to be in time with them and working with them. But if you can't it just annoys me if i'm seeing a band that isn't that is like an active band or trying to do something and they just spend the whole time looking at the drummer when at 2000 trees i saw a couple of bass players who were on the main stage the main stage big ass stage big festival just not looking at the audience i was like oh god i just name
1: and shame name and shame let's go (laughs) absolutely not
0: um we were up it just makes me want to be up on stage at that point. I'm like, let me do it. I'll bloody show you how to do it. You know, like, I don't know. It, it, it grinds my gears when that happens. And I know that some people maybe in those instances, you know, it might be unfair of me to judge because they might be anxious or not feeling themselves in that moment, perhaps, you know, and I'm sorry if that is the case, but it does give me the ick as an audience member and as a bass player. I'm like, Oh no, stop being stereotypical and letting the side down.
1: Um,
0: So yeah, that's, that's my first one. Um, Do you want to come in with another one?
1: Yeah. um, I'm going to do bass players who clearly are a guitarist, but they're playing bass and they're playing bass like it's a guitarist with just an octave down. Yeah. They're not thinking about the drums in any way, shape, or form, not thinking about the rhythm. They're doing high up leads all the time, like they're playing a guitar solo, um, There's and there's way too much drive, like way too much drive, and they've scooped it loads, but put way too much low end in. So it's like a really, really bassy guitar, and as a result, like the mix sounds like crap. But they they're so ignorant due to their own arrogance that they'll just blame someone else for it. Being like, oh, sound engineer's rubbish mm. when they haven't when they play bass and they haven't even given a bass tone. Yeah. To 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 mix.
0: I'm imagining that's like that's
1: number one for me. I'm imagining the the. Face, the smiley face that their eq
0: is making is like a really creepy happy face you know and you want it you want it mm. to be you want it to be a nice smirk not too creepy not too intense on that smile um yeah i think that's a great one and also to add to that the actual playing as well like the technique of playing like you can spot it from a long way of someone who was a guitarist and is now just playing bass even just like how they might hold a pick for something and i know people are different but i i can see that sometimes and i'm like icky. yeah
1: and this is i'd like to add this is coming from someone who was a guitarist and now plays bass yeah so i feel like i'm allowed to say it because i definitely was it a little bit yeah to start off with even though i was trying not to Mm. but yeah come on you're playing bass there is a slightly different thing going on here right your move Uh, my go now. Okay. Another basic, I'm going to
0: keep it in the like players playing kind of, uh, zone. Um, I kind of (coughs) don't, well, actually no, I'll switch out first. So another ick that I don't like is when, you know, those like metal, um, pickup covers on like a P bass. Yeah. Nope. Icky. Don't like it. Just don't like them. No, I I think they can look cool on a really vintage base, but like that is just the most useless feature for me. And there'll be people out there that love that. That's that's not what this is about.
1: I kind of I kind of want to put one on, uh, you know, the big ashtray things. I yeah. kind of want to put one on my jazz bass. No, I don't but I'm mind. Like, that. How do I play the thing? I don't. Well, that's the thing.
0: It just makes it unplayable. And I, if I see a bass with that, I'm like, oh no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's not for me. That one. Um. Yeah, it's just annoying. Uh, a, a stupid one as well is uh, is a setup thing when people do too many wraps, <laughs> too many wraps around. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking of loads as as they're coming out of my mouth, more are
1: entering my brain. Okay. Good. Well, I'll do one now and you shelve them. Okay. So this is this is uh, I've gone away from players. I'm doing like a gear one. Uh-huh. You might be tempted to think this is you, Johnny. And I don't mean it as you, because I only just thought that as I was saying it. It's it's YouTube videos of products, um, like a pedal, for example. But the pedal that's being demoed is ran into several other things, aside from the thing that's being demoed. So as a result, how do I know that this pedal is really good when it's been ran into two other pedals, an amp, a cab, a microphone, a load of processing, and I'll I'll give you a reason why this this isn't you. I mean it is you. I've literally described this as you, but I, but I'm very sorry. There is a video on um, I believe it's the Dark Glass YouTube channel. Sorry, Dark Glass of um, Adam Nolly Get Good playing the Dark Glass um, Alpha Omega. Not the ultra, the one you own, the one you're selling. It's that pedal. Oh, yes, the normal one. The normal, yes, the normal one. And he's going through different settings, he's giving different examples. Basically, he's playing periphery lines over them. Sounds amazing. Some of the best bass tones I've ever heard in my life. You, I was like, job done, sold, really want one of these. Um, I, I never got one, but I was like, oh, cool, I've got the amp. This is great, I can definitely recreate these. If you go into the description of the video, it then says that basically after the pedal, there is a cab sim, doesn't say what, just a cabinet simulation or an IR response, and then additional post-production. That's what it says. And I'm like, so basically there could literally be anything. (laughs) after this, after this DI sound and I'll never know. So how can I get the bass to sound like that? So it's more like that kind of thing. So I would like to see, like, I think a good, a channel that's great that does this as well is like the bass channel. Like they'll say this pedal is being ran into an Ampeg SVT. They'll do a cut to the Ampeg SVT so you can clearly see the settings. It's mic'd up with this and then it's going straight into Logic with no... You know, no processing. Now I feel like I've uh, basically just thrown my co-host under the buzz here. Um, so yeah, oh dear. What an absolute dick.
0: Um, no, yeah. I, I think um,
1: I think that's that's totally fine,
0: uh, <laughs> and it's a fine thing to say. But I because I don't I don't think I really do that um, because I purposely keep my settings very twelve o'clock, like just very normal um nothing wild eq wise and i don't process it at all afterwards well that's good and i and i always say what's happening to it that it's going into Mm. this and that simulation on the hx comp done it's the same for every
1: video but if you didn't do that i think (sighs) it would be very uh, you would be on my ick list yes
0: well it's 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 misleading um another ick thing there's more just like an annoying thing i think that's just stupid is when people people on YouTube are demoing gear, like a f- super affordable gear, and they go like, oh my God, this bass only costs this much. This is how it sounds. Ah, and just some like crazy
1: slap piece that is just so... Oh, like, dub- not- Double thumbing. Double thumbing <laughs> on a product demonstration. I do not want to hear, this is the new uh bloody blah 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 from blah-blah-blah-blah. And it's just a... Yeah. And it's some absolute... Wizard of a bass player. Like unbelievable playing. I can't play that. However, you have you have sold this product to me in no way whatsoever. You've done a video that looks cool for views and likes, but you have not shown me in any way, shape, or form how the average consumer, the person who's gonna put their hand in the pocket and buy it, can use this pedal or product. Same with same with basses, like this bass sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: That's, hey, that's a spoil. That's taken from my latest video.
1: Oh, not sorry. The, not the bass player, just
0: the just the audio. Um, yeah, that that really does my head in because the majority of the audience that are going to be consuming that product um, are not going to be at that level. So it's absolutely redundant to, to show them that. This is how good it could sound um, with me at the helm. And it's like, they're going to get it and go, oh, it doesn't sound like that because I'm not you. Uh, and there's so much tone in your hands. And that's the thing that people say. And another thing that people say that gives me the ick, or just annoys me, really. I suppose they're quite, quite the same thing. I'm really enjoying this. Same thing. Is um, the whole, like, you can't play a pick. Can't play bass with the pick kind of conversation. Oh, like, like yeah. it's, it's, We've said it before on here, but, I'm sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a done conversation. Like, there's 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 no possible way you can ever convince me that that is the <laughs> that is the right opinion um yeah you don't yeah you don't you don't play with a pig that's fine but i tell you what hell of a lot of other people do and it for this reason this reason this reason this reason you know like stop gatekeeping and that is just like such a big ick i see people saying that like <laughs>
1: great yeah one, great one yeah absolutely and the also the um The pick is like another tool you can use as a bass player in like a gig. Like I have like some picks in my back pocket while I'm playing and there are some songs that I will use a pick for because it tends to give you a little bit more mid-range. It's a little bit bitier. It sounds really cool when you bring the drive on. It's like a big difference. Mm. And also, I'm not ashamed to admit, there's a few songs that I really suck at playing with my fingers on the cover scene that I would actually prefer to play with a pick. Like, for example, like I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. I just can't do the right hand quick enough. You know, the dum, da 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 dum Yeah. I can't do that quick enough at the moment with my hands. I probably could if I was warmed up and stuff, but guess what, guys? Most of the time you don't get a chance to warm up. You just get everything set up and then it's like have a coffee and run on stage. So for that, I use the pick as like a get out of jail free card because I can play everything with a pick. Like I'm really used to playing with a pick. It's a totally different articulation that you can get out of the playing. And there are
0: some things you can do with a pick you just can't do with your fingers or like not easily. And some people were like, oh, like I saw a comment from someone this week uh, saying playing with a pick is easy. Uh, So that's why it's bad. And it's like, I don't understand how that's, let's say, yeah, it's, it's so, oh, it's so much easier playing with a pick. Like, why is that a reason to then be like, well, you shouldn't do it then, you know?
1: Like it's. Yeah. Like who said you have to take like the path of hardest resistance? Like, you know, for me playing with a pick is, so much easier than playing with my fingers like so much easier so if i'm having a really good gig and i'm performing a lot and it's a really lively crowd i will sometimes take a song that's quite easy to play with my fingers i will sack that off and get the pick out and play it with the pick instead because it's like well now i really don't have to think about it and i can just enjoy performing i guarantee to you and now i've said this out loud this will happen You're not going to finish playing a a wedding or something you've been paid to do, and they're going to come up to you and go, actually, can we have our money back? Because I just realised you played Dakota by Stereophotics with your fingers, and I think you'll find that was tracked with a pick or the other way around. It's not going to happen. Nobody cares. The band won't care. I've brought it up in conversation to other musicians on stage. And they'd been nice, but they definitely didn't give a shit. So I, I feel really bad. Oh no. Oh no. Has this happened to you? Uh, y- You've so- done it to someone. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> not,
0: him, not to their face.
1: I was bitchy about it. No. Um, oh, just behind the back. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Go on.
0: Um, no, go on. <laughs> I was watching a band the other day.
1: Um, Welcome the- to the last ever episode and of they- In The Pocket.
0: <laughs> yeah. We would just like piss everyone <laughs> off. Um, where they are. They asked. Uh, they were playing uh, uh, "Ain't It Fun" by Paramore. Obviously, so time time again, I'm a massive Paramore fan. Love that band. And uh, the, in "Ain't It Fun," there's an inc- the bassline to that song is incredible, and there's a whole slap bass section towards the end of the song, and it's so good. It's so good. And I'm watching it, going, "Oh, I'm really looking forward to this section." Here we go, and then it gets to it, it i was like it's not doing it at all at all and yeah that was i felt like that person that moment being like i'm um, actually it should have been playing like this or done this way um but the in my defense i think that that section is all about <laughs> oh no only to me it's all about the bass really <laughs> because i'm the bass player um but yeah so i
1: have to put my hands up to say that oh, i've done that before i've done that before i'm sorry what was the context? Was this like a Paramore tribute band? Yes. Was Okay, that's an additional layer of complexity because it is kind of like as a tribute act, You, I think you need to have a little bit more of a think about... Like, So for example, if I was playing in... This would be really hard, but if I was playing in a Metallica tribute band, I would be trying my best to play the Jason Newstead songs with a pick, mm. the Cliff Burton songs with my fingers. Ah. I will not be doing that because I'm not good enough to do that. But I would be thinking about those kind of things. And yeah, Ain't It Fun does it does have like quite a big slap bassy bit. So what did he do? Did he just play the chorus again? Uh, or did he just not play he, the run at just all? didn't
0: do any of the runs in it and just kept playing it with a pick like, like it was continuing the chorus, yeah. Um mm. But yeah... I mean, I'm a bit of a hypocrite somewhat because the tribute stuff we do, I do it as close as I can. And to my ear, some things might not be like flipping bang on, you know, in in some bits. Or I might change things ever so slightly. Um, But it might be in sections where like it's not impacting the song at all. this, This one note change that I'm doing here. Whereas that perhaps is more of like a prominent section it's all about that you don't want to mess that bit up you know or it might be just like in a in a fill or something that's that's slightly different i don't know i I'm, I'm just trying to justify myself here
1: okay mm, i know you're digging a hole yeah big time. um are there any other icks you can think of because i i'm not running out i could think of lords mm. i'd say it, uh, the last one i'll do is I have a big problem with bass players that like kind of over preach what they're doing, you know, like kind of like it's all, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's like, I have a problem with people who are passionate about their bass playing. That's different. But I mean, like kind of like, you know, that they have to talk about like the process in as much detail as humanly possible, like too much detail. You know, I'm using this effect on, with the blend on 10%, just to get that little tickle of overdrive. You know, like, things that it's like, okay, mate, I play bass for a living, and I, if you put a gun to my head and said, is there any drive on that bass tone, and you handed me the stem of the track, and I was in, I don't know, the mixing control room, Abbey Road, on full volume, and I can't tell. That's annoying. That kind of thing winds me up a little bit. So That's my last one. I'll say. Yeah, I can get that. Um, my last
0: one's a pretty universal one. Guess it's not just bass players. Buy a tuner. Buy a tuner. Oh, like, like,
1: oh, god! You're so right. Like a <sighs> like a pedal
0: or something that's going to mute your signal whilst you tune. Do don't There's you nothing-
1: dare. Be on stage going, i don't want to hear i don't want to hear i don't want to hear like oh the worst i accept fact. in fact no i still won't accept it but I, f- I find it more fun when they do the natural harmonic one ah! and you hear and you hear like <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. yeah just buy it oh god oh no i've got a worse one I've got a worse one. When the the, the guitarist plays the open E, because they're in tune, and the bass player goes, <laughs> trying to like tune to them. And then you think, okay, that was the worst five seconds of my life. At least it's over. It can't get worse. And then the A string goes. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing ever. You just that one. Right. that's that's not an ick that's straight up you should be ashamed of yourself yeah 100 percent. that that's not an ick that one makes me sick okay yeah
0: no good ick or sick new segment on the show ick or sick nice um chris i think that's the show for this week um thank you so much for being here again putting up with my controversial and so uh so uh hypocritical uh opinions and thoughts um, it's like therapy and I'm glad that you're here doing it with me. Um, if you want to reach out to us on the show, if you want to ask a question, you can do that via Instagram. We will be each week. We publish on our stories, uh, the little sticker thing that you can post your questions in there. So make sure you go and follow us on there myself at Johnny Dibble and Chris on at that guy on base. Uh, very nice. Uh, Chris, what have you got going on? Where can where else can
1: people find you on the interwebs? You can find me quite literally everywhere under that guy on bass. Drop me a follow on Instagram. You can drop me a follow on TikTok if you want, but it's going to be a complete carbon copy of what you see on Instagram as well. Um, I would like you very nicely to, as always, check out my band Dala. Uh, at the time of recording, we have two singles out. There may be more on the way in the future. I could not possibly say. And um, at the time of recording, tomorrow, I'm doing a very cool thing with Dala, which for you guys listening now will be three days ago, three days ago, two days ago. It would be. It would have been earlier on in the week. But yes, very cool things. We're having lots of discussions behind the scenes about very, very cool things that I simply cannot share right now. Um, it's all very exciting. It's my favorite band, not just because it's my band. And uh, yeah, please give us a follow and that would be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. we
0: what a pitch. Big things coming soon. I look forward to hearing all about this uh, in days to come.
1: When we stop recording. Yes.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, yes, off air, please. You can't do that. Um, Awesome. Yes, thank you so much. If you want, if you like this episode and you want to give it five stars, you can do just that. Okay, on your listening platform of choice, 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 leave us a five star review. It helps to do the algorithms to get it out to more people. So please do so and be nice, won't you? Yes, please. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.
1: Tata.